Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. episode 160 of the Plug and Play podcast, only 40 episodes away from the glorious 200. 200. 200. 007, but backwards, it's not 7, it's just a 2. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me as always is Tim. Welcome, idiots. Okay. So, Tim, what have you been up to this week? Oh, we're too much. Yeah, no shit. Um, so I had a stressful weekend at work. Yeah, you did. Um kind of share it with you on WhatsApp. A little bit. It was stressful. So I was looking forward to my one day off on Tuesday. That didn't go well. So why don't we start by, like, what happened at work? Oh. I mean, I don't usually go into detail about okay. stuff. Okay, never mind. Let's skip it then. Let's just say that there was a lot going on. Okay. And I came through it, and I think I conquered, but I was up against... Well, I work in the service industry, and a party of 16 asked for a different server based on the last time they were in. I think because they were forced our alcohol um, standards. Okay. And they pushed on that again as well. Anyway. They got the same response? No. Um, I, they asked for less, <laughs> less ice in their drink. I'm like, okay, it'll be a smaller glass then. Mm-hmm. You're not getting more booze just because there's more ice. Yeah. Anyway, so that person... Doesn't like me, will never like me, but the, rest, the rest of the party saw me working my ass off and actually got a really nice note from one of them. Well, good. Yeah. Um, basically, I had two parties of 16 at the same time. That's 32 parties. 32 people. And then the host inexplicably sent me another party of thir- three. I'm like, what are you doing right now? You're like, hey, uh, 32 people to one. And the... My busters, my assistants were nowhere to be found. I'm like... Of course not. Do you not see that I have, like, literally almost 40 people and yeah. no one's helping me? <clears throat> and we were training, so there's extra people. So nice. Was, I love that. I love training. Like, like, what are you doing right you're now? You're like, hey, if you could just take a seat over there because you're actually making more work for me. So anyway, I got through all that. I did... I mean, it wasn't ideal, but I I got compliments. I got through it. Looking forward to my one day off Tuesday. Do you want to talk about this? I think I feel like I need to. Okay, let's talk about this then. So I I am an introvert. I need my time alone to recharge. I need to. I've never known this about you. You do know this about me. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, I okay, this is shitty. I can get through it. I can get through it. I got my Tuesday. I got my time. Because yeah. I had a game code that I'm talking about later. A game code that I've been waiting to play for a really long so time. So have I. I still haven't got my hands on it yet. We're going to talk about this. Okay. Let me talk about my situation first. All right. So, Sunday, got this game code. Looking forward to it. 
Kind of like the carrot I'm holding out for myself. Yeah. You know? Okay, this is shitty. Make it the Tuesday, I get this treat. Right. So, um, I wake up, normal time. It's the first thing I do is start playing it. And I make a little quick video. You can watch it on our YouTube channel. It's like the first 20 minutes of the game. It's called, like, It's Dangerous to Go Alone, right? No, that's just a tiny clip of... Oh, okay. That's, that's a tiny, tiny clip of the character getting the sword, like, in Zelda. Okay. There's a longer 20-minute clip of the first, like, literally the first part of the game. Okay, sweet. It's a good introduction to the game. All right, so I play that. Um, get the kids off to school. And it's time to go to the gym. There's two things I want to do on my day off. Go work out. Let the stress, you know, mm -hmm. come out through my pores as I sweat and bleed mm -hmm. at CrossFit. And then play this game. Catch okay. Spoilers is hot. We'll talk more about it later. I've never heard of it. <laughs> We've only been talking about it for like two years. I don't remember this. Um, so, okay. So, get 20 minutes of gameplay time in. Heading to the gym. Now, we talked about this last week. About no one being there. Yeah, nobody showed up. Well, it happened again on Friday. Which has happened since we recorded. Okay. Guess what? Happening again on Tuesday. Yeah. I'm like... You know people that go to this, so are they still having the same issue? Well, okay, skipping ahead a little bit, like a couple hours later today, I get an email. Okay. My gym's closing. It's closing or already fucking closed? It's closing. There's a all-gym meeting on Friday when I'm working to discuss, like, what people can do. Like, try to get some of their membership transferred to the place where the... Head guy is going to become a coach for someone else, or get a refund, or what? Or just steal equipment. I texted him and said I wanted a refund, and he sent me back this emoticon. What does that mean? It means okay. Alright, I haven't seen a refund yet, but, well, I'm away a little bit. I'm sure there's a lot going on. But I'm away a little bit before responding again. Like, hey, where's my refund? So yeah, my gym's Seven business days. My gym's closing. <clears throat> that sucks. Um, so you're going to go to another gym. Question. Um, okay, well, sidetrack then on the gym thing. Cheryl wants to build, my wife wants to build a gym in her house. I'm down for this. Um. I need key to your house. Well, I think we should get something like you have where it's just a garage door opener. That works. Um, you said that was relatively cheap. Yeah. Easy. So, we'd need a mat, a rack, a bar, uh, weight sets. Have some dumbbells. I have a bench. Dumbbells. And then um, a pull-up bar is good. Okay, I have, a, I have a bench. Bench is good. Um, we would also need a rack, though. What's a rack? It's just a place to hang the bar. Oh, okay. At like, yeah, yeah. Like elbow, yeah, yeah. At a, not elbow. I see what you're saying. Shoulder yeah. level, roughly. Yeah. And then a mat, because you don't want to... Yeah. yeah. You want a mat. Or a mat system, a couple mats. So I've been looking at articles. You can apparently build one for about a grand. Yeah, um, I was... That's what I was working on. Um, so yeah, we could make that happen, and yes, you could have access to my garage totally if I do it. Um, Sweet. But that's going to take some time and some saving. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to look at a couple other CrossFit gyms, especially ones that have punch cards. What's a punch card? Punch. You like pay for enough, like a number of punches? Yeah, it's typically, it ends up being 10 to $15 per punch. Okay. And you have to buy, like, usually 10 punches, so they get, you know, a chunk of money from you, which is fine. You'll use it. Yeah. Um, but that might be smarter for me than going into another six-month contract. Yeah. Like, the ones I'm looking at, I'm not worried about them folding. I just, um, if I get locked into it. So you also weren't worried about this one folding, Tim. What's up? You also weren't worried about this one folding, either. Yeah, I was. Oh, were you? A little bit, oh. yeah. There were some signs. Like, they've moved twice. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Yeah. Okay. I just think we've discussed it very much. So, yeah, my gym's closed. Like, they're still open this week, but I don't want to go now because it's like, you're, you're a fail. I don't want to go to you. Mm-hmm. Want, Fucking oh, failure. It's awkward. Fucking failure. Like, I could go tomorrow, but it's, or not tomorrow, uh, Friday, but it's just going to be awkward. Um, so, yeah. Well, I'll never see you again, asshole. So that's the first thing I want to do, right, is work out. Yep. Didn't happen. Yep. So I'm driving home, and I get a text from, from a failed workout. From a failed workout, which is across town, by the way. It's a 20-minute drive each way. Oh, Jesus. So 45-minute drive. Yeah. During back. To fail. Mm-hmm. Almost home, I think, and um, get a text from my daughter. I left my homework at home. Can you get it for me? No. Maybe you would say that. I got I it would. for So that's another half hour. So then I get lunch. Life lessons, Tim. Life lessons. Because by this time, it's like, I don't know, 11.30 noon. Cash. Okay. So I get lunch. get back home. What'd you eat for lunch? I got a hero. It was good. Never had one. God damn it. We need to do heroes in John Wick. Um, Is there a hero place near where your daughter goes to school? Not at all. <laughs> I was pissed I wanted to hear Okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, actually, I'm not sure about the timeline. I might have got that on the way back from the gym, which would have made more sense geographically. It would have. Anyway, I'm not sure about the exact timeline. 1 p.m., roughly. Okay. My kid's coming home from school at 2.30, so we've got like an hour and a half left. I'm like, all right, fuck. I can get like maybe two hours of games before my kids get home. I can play hot. Phone rings. Don't answer it. It's like not- home phone? No, my my. Yeah, cell you phone. don't answer it. It's my cell phone. You don't answer it. Call already. You exactly. You know exactly who it is. You don't answer it. It's my mother-in-law. Don't answer it. I answer. Still it. my answer. <laughs> don't answer it. Well, you hate all your relatives. I exactly. I hate I'm, everybody. I'm sometimes annoyed by some of my relatives, but I don't hate my relatives. I hate all my relatives. And I hate all my friends. I hate everybody. Just not my wife. I hate her too. Well, at least you're consistent. Yep. Pure so, hatred. So you answer your phone like a dumbass. Okay, yeah. My, yeah. my mother-in-law has been in Scotland for three weeks visiting her family, and she came back. My father-in-law was supposed to be picking her up, and she... Why didn't he go with her? He's gone with her several times. It it sounds like, honestly, kind of a pain in the ass just hanging around with... I mean, they did some side trips to England and stuff, but, like, he's been there a couple times. If I was him, I don't know if I would go every time. I she, would. She goes, like, once a year. That's fine. I'd go, too. Because there's beer over there and you can just fucking relax. It's a vacation. Mm. We'll talk about it off air. Continue. Yeah. I, I, I support his decision not to go every okay. single time. Like he goes like every, it feels like every other time, every third time, something like that. Okay. Anyway, he was supposed to be he's there. He's also not Scottish. No, he's, he was born and raised in uh, Lake Oswego. He was a f- football captain, army, rah, 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 all American boy. Hashtag um, Trump life. So, he's supposed to be at the airport uh, picking her up. Okay. She called because he wasn't there. Didn't answer his phone. She asked me to text him. She thought maybe the notification would be texting him would get through. I do that. Nothing. I call her back ten minutes later. I, I got nothing. She's like, well, I don't know what to do. Uber. And you gotta understand. She's Lyft. Call, she's calling me from a flip phone, basically. Like, she has her computer at home for her journal is like made literally in the 90s. It takes, I'm not exaggerating, five minutes to boot up. It is a slow piece of shit. She does not understand modern. She you could call she does her not Uber. Want, no, no, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. You can call Uber for other people. Yes, you can. Don't tell me you can't because I have seen it done. 
Okay. Well, but you're not there. How do you do that? Because you, when you put in the notes for the pickup, say that it's for okay. a friend. But Uber is complicated at airports to begin with because of the laws with the taxis. Anyway. Okay. It didn't seem like a viable option. She's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like. You're like, I don't either. I'm sorry. No. See, that's the difference between you and me. Like, right there. So I'm like, I don't know what to do either except for me to come pick you up. No. This is like 1 o'clock. Yep. Kids get home at 2.30. I have to be there at 2.30. So I have to go to the airport, pick her up, drive her to Battleground, and get back to home. Which I successfully do, by the way. But then my kids are home. And at this point, I'm just exhausted. I've been driving all fucking day. I wanted to literally sit my ass after a hard workout, you know, get kind of, you know, yeah. spent just crashing my beanbag and play hob for like three hours. That's yep. what I wanted to do. Yep. Instead, I drove all over God's green earth on these random fucking errands for random fucking people. And I'm I was, not random. You know who the fuck they are. I know who they are. They're family, and family's important to me, but shit, I need my recharge time. So at this point, I'm like, I'm in a shitty-ass mood. My family's going to be coming home. I don't want to be an asshole for them. It's not, I mean, I guess it's slightly my daughter's fault, but, like... It's pretty much your family's fault. Yeah, but, like, I don't get a lot of time with them, and I'm thinking, like, I don't want to be an asshole tonight. Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to snap out of this? Like, I literally don't know. I know, me and you were texting. I'm like, so what I ended up doing was taking that. Did nap. you take a nap? Because you nap. just like stopped texting at one point. And I, was I, like, just, I, don't I literally crawled in the bed. Did you killed everybody? Or... I crawled in the bed and pulled the covers over my fucking head and took a fucking nap. It helped a little bit. But I didn't... What I was going to do after the kids got home was, was mow the lawn, clean up the kitchen. So my wife... Because she, she works hard too. She yeah. Got, she likes to come home to a clean kitchen, clean house. And I was going to get that for her. But I was so wiped. I'm like, fuck, I can't. I just... Yeah, this is partially your problem, babe. No, I'm just like, like, I'm just trying not to be a total dick right now. That's my one goal. Like, Here's my I have, goal in life right now I have is no, not to I have get divorced. no energy to, to do, like, all, so my lawn still isn't mowed and edged, and, and, and the dishes were fucking disastrous. My wife, God bless her, came home, made a nice dinner, and we played Monopoly and had time with the family. That's a fucking great game to play when you don't want to get on people pissed off. I drank, okay, I had a glass like this. My daughter filled it this much with vodka, this much with orange juice, and I fucking owned all of them. Like, you give all your property to me, Daddy won Monopoly. That's like, fucking hilarious. Yeah, Daddy was like channeling some of that dick energy. Yeah. Next. So, like, I explained the situation to my wife before she got home. She's like, what do you want me to do? You want me to take the kids and you can have your time? I'm like, no. It's the only time I have to see you guys and the kids. Like, I, I can't just... You're like, we changed podcasting days for this? Right. Which is another thing we did, so we could have family time because my work schedule, I'm not seeing my family. I'm like, exactly. But and on top of that, mine. That's why I was looking forward to this day. Well, the wife's at work, the kids are school. I could fucking chill and have my own time yep. and not feel guilty about yeah. it. Yeah. But it all got taken away from me. That sucks. So I'm sorry. That's a little long, but um, going forward to like what you are going to tell us during the game segment. Like, we need to take time for ourselves. Yeah, we do. It comes down we to. We do need to. So, I took some time today, and it was only about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, but after the kids went to, or just before and after the kids went there, someone picks up my kids now to the um, the program. They go to the institute. Nice. And then we pick them up on the way back. Oh, that's cool. So, my kids, like, left at 5, and I didn't come over here till 7. Yeah, so I was like two hours. 
I played some Bulletstorm, I made the video we're about to see, and I went to Crave and had a, a burger and a, and a glass of wine. Great, Crave is good. Did you go with your wife to Crave? No, just by myself. Like, nice. I need alone time. Yeah. Like, I love my wife, but I need fucking alone time. And this one hour I carved out just now today, a day later after that I planned, I think will get me by, like barely. But yeah. I gotta start seeing up later. I don't know what you need to do. I need to start seeing up later. You need to read your comics. Yep. You need to play your video games. Yep. You need to write articles. If that relaxes you. It doesn't relax me, but I need to get that done before I can start doing the other thing. Yeah, things. that's like a responsibility thing. I'm not talking about the responsibility column. I'm talking about the self-care column. And you and I are both not... I think you <laughs> I think you way more than me, honestly. But I'm more of a baby about it. Like, I, I can't handle it if I don't get my self-care. Yeah, you need to get on your fucking self-care, make a plan, make a schedule. Lots of porn. Whatever. Whatever relaxes <laughs> you. So that's you know, I got that uh, I got the Oculus over there, and I heard they got some real great VR porn. Yeah, uh, I'm I sure got, Q could help me. I got me a butt up. game for you already. It's that's already, it's already you do got me a butt game. So yeah, that's okay. my that's my rant on my day off fail and uh, self care in general. Okay. So I'm gonna say something about this Oculus. It's kind of weird to see like on my Steam library, random games will start popping up. Like Steam breaks up like. like you have your games section on the left-hand side of your, like, Steam library. Right. And at the very bottom, it has VR mm -hmm. as its own separate tab. And I'm gradually seeing more and more of my games drop down to that VR category now. Yeah, some of them will add modes. Like, yeah. um, that puzzle hit game with the alien, I don't remember it. Dr. Savorkian's in a weird-ass title. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's okay. a VR game as well. Huh, weird. I have, like, three. Dota is one, apparently. Yeah, Dota's one. Dota spectating. I've never played Dota, by the way. I mean, I have, and actually, one of my friends that plays Dota avidly really wants a Oculus just to watch it because that's like his like Sunday football thing. He like sits down and watches like well, three you, hours worth. Are of you football. ever gonna actually get into your Oculus? Maybe I'm gonna try. Maybe you should give it to him as well. Too. I might. I might lend it to him. I'm not gonna give it to him. So I like uh, saying I have an Oculus. <laughs> Your Cadillac in the garage. Exactly. Basically. Yep. Exactly. I'm going to Oculus Rift to you. No. Uh, okay. I think it's not a Cadillac anymore. It's more like a Buick because I think HTC Vive is a Cadillac. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, now, so, HTC Vive is definitely the uh, the Tesla. It's the premier platform. Yeah. It's the one that's ahead right now. Yeah. By far. So tell me about your week. I've been working a lot. Yeah. And then. So I've been working five days a week, probably close to 10 plus hours a day. Okay. And then um, on Saturday, we hadn't gone shopping in like a long time. Like we hadn't gone family shopping since before we went to PAX, which means like we haven't gone to Costco. We haven't got like all these major items. Um, and so we did that and that took a while. And then we went to Fred Meyer. Well, we first went, we went out for a family breakfast, the three of us, down to our favorite little weekend breakfast place, which is called Kitchen Table Cafe. Cool. Because um, it's just right down the road. And um, it's in the old Safeway parking lot. Yep. So. Yep, another one. Yep. So we had like one waitress that knows us, and so we always get seated in her section. Everybody there knows us. It's like our own like little cheers family place. We walk in, they know exactly, like, I want coffee. They don't even ask us bring it over. And they know, she knows exactly what to eat every time, and so it's really cool and it's really nice, and um, 
sometimes we get seated in front of everybody else because we're just regulars there, which mm -hmm. is kind of cool. Um, and then we went to Costco, and then we went to Fred Meyers, and then from Fred Meyers, I came home, and I mowed the backyard, and then I pulled weeds along all my backyard, and then along that whole fucking wall that comes into our development, because I still haven't got a fucking say on whether or not that that's my responsibility. I know I own it, but it's technically commonplace, because it's outside of my fence property. So, technically, the Housing Association, from my understanding, is supposed to take care and maintenance of all um, common space. They mow the front yards, right? They do. But they haven't mowed this common area on the back side of your fence. Well, they haven't done that, and they also, ha along the wall, haven't weeded at all. So, there was huge fucking weeds. So, I weeded most of it, and then I went back through and sprayed all the weeds on my property, and then sprayed all the weeds on the wall. Um... And then, um, later that night, I took my dog down to Petco and got her de-shedded, got her nails trimmed, and got her washed. And then while she was getting that done, I went over to my buddy Tony's house, and I stopped by Northwest with Liquid and Gold, where you went. And I just went through their cooler section mm -hmm. and looked for cheap beers that I'd never heard of before, and just started grabbing them. I grabbed, like, I don't know, probably, like, five beers, like, two of the really big ones, and, like, some individual serves. And uh, went over to his house and split them all and had a couple beers that we had never had before and it was really good. And actually, you and I should go back or I should go back before next week and I'll do the same thing again and grab some of them again because they were really fucking good. And they were like cheap. Cool. Um, and then when I picked up the dog, went back to Tony's house because we hadn't drank all the beer yet and uh, let the dogs play. So that was fun watching the two dogs interact. So now basically whenever I go for over for Magic Night, Tetris is gonna go with me and hang out and stuff. And she has a play buddy over there. Nice. Yeah, so I did that. And then Sunday was literally just on the couch. There's like this TV series on, I think it's Netflix, called Parenthood. Hmm. And it's like, I don't know, it's like this, I think there's five or four siblings, and the mom and the dad, and they're all grown adults and everything. It's kind of like This Is Us. Have you ever seen that one? I'm familiar with it, but no. Okay, so it's kind of like that, except for more comedic and on this a larger is, scale. This Is Us is more of a drama. Yeah, this is more like a comedic uh, show, and it ended in like 2015. There's six seasons, and we've just kind of been going through them. So then all Sunday, we literally just sat there and like vegged out and hung out all day long, played a couple games together, um, just like little card games, and then watched uh, Parenthood all weekend long. Cool. Um... And I got one PAX article done. I got a few others started. Just can't find the right fucking press assets to drop in. And then need to get a couple more details on some things. Like, I think Geek's almost done. Um, and then um, Jinx. See that Think Geek's new store, or first store ever, Open Nerds? Yeah, I almost went to it, but I had to work. Yeah. So, um, I've heard a few people go to it, and they said it was really cool. We'll see how it lasts. Right. Um... But yeah, I'm really excited, and then, uh, i trying to think what else I did. Um, I think that might be it. Okay. So, yeah. So, you didn't play any actual video games, as we discussed, mm -mm. at all? I deleted some video games. From what? Off my phone. Okay. Yeah. You need some room? Yeah, for some reason my phone's already like 30% full. Okay. Just from like, random apps and shit. And I thought you said there was no bloatware. It's from all the apps I have installed. So did you like transfer? 
transferred everything. So okay. I'm trying to go through and see what I actually well, use. 30% is not that high. No, it's like, not. I think I'm more like at 80 myself. Yeah. So. All right. Well. Yeah. Happy deleting. Yeah, exactly. So I played two games. Okay. I think we talked about Hob already. Um, I don't know what that is. What's Hob? So Hob is a very colorful um, exploration game, action adventure game. Um, definitely some echoes of Legend of Zelda. Um, no text I've heard. Nope. Um, and Which... the dialogue is all like a kind of like a Sims language. Where... Um, does it does it put text up when it does that? Nope. So what do you think about my friend that has disabilities? Is he going to understand what's going on? Um, yeah, because it's all nonverbal mostly. Like, okay, minor spoilers for the first 20 minutes of Hob. So you wake up in a cave. You know, wake up. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like... That's um, interesting going on to him. Yeah, so this this big robot dude, like, like gestures you to follow, and you're following him around. And at one point, you were looking through a wall, and um, this plant, like, stings your arm. And, oh, I've heard about this. Like, yeah. kills your arm. Well, yeah, it becomes infected. And, like, you'll see, like, these bubbling purple things throughout the landscape. They're, like, toxic. Mm-hmm. And if you touch it there, it hurts you. Well, this plant, like, injects you with that. And the robot, like, runs over to you and pins you down and fucking cuts your arm off. <laughs> and then, like, everything fades to black. And then you, like, it's kind of like your eyes are opening and closing. You mm-hmm. see, like... He's dragging you somewhere, and then your eyes close again, and then you wake up on a table or a bench, and the character like moves his hand, and he's got like a this giant robot hand where his hand used to be. Okay. And then he goes outside of the cave that he's in and sees the robot that that saved him, and the robot's missing his left arm. Aww, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So there's like cool little touches. Like okay. That. So you think he'll be able to under kind of understand? I think so because it's nonverbal t- storytelling. Like there's, like the robot talks to you, but it's just like, okay, he wants me to follow him, or yeah, he wants me to go over there. Okay, it cool. It's, it comes through pretty well. Sweet. Um, yeah, the game is gorgeous. Are you enjoying it as much as we have anticipated this? Yes, um, it's definitely like there's a one point where I wasn't finding where I was supposed to go for a while, and mm-hmm. so I was wandering around a little bit. Um, but the game is really good about limiting the UI on the screen. Like, until you're in combat, you don't see how many hearts you have. Um, stuff like that. Okay. Like, there's very little text at all. Like, you have to push the center button to go into the menu to even see your moves list. Okay. Um, it just lets the beauty of the world shine through. And there's, like, viewpoints in the game where you actually, like... There'll be, like, a symbol on the ground, and if you go and interact with it, your character will sit down and just enjoy the scenery for a while. That's cool. And, like, cool. these, like... Giant wide vistas open up, and it's just, it's it's cool. Is there a lot of combat that you've encountered so far? I've encountered a fair amount of combat, um, and it kind of ramps the difficulty up pretty well for you. You learn that you need to, you know, dodge. There's a roll move you have. There's an upgrade system, too. Like, uh, to get the sword, you actually found this um, character that's, it's a, uh, it reminded me of the Guardians in um, uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. Like, there was, like, a shriveled-up dude that looked like you. He's holding a sword. Mm-hmm. And when you interacted with it, you picked up the sword, and then the sword faded to dust and left these chunks of metal in your hand. And later, you go to this forge and put the pieces of metal in the forge, and that makes your sword. Oh, that's cool. And then a thing moved, and there's, like, a bigger sword. So I already know that if you get more pieces, you can get a longer, that's like, cool. better sword. So the upgrade system is pretty cool. Um, so we'd never seen a sword before. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, we did. I don't remember a sword. There was a sword. Okay. How else would they combat? The hand. The hand uh, does have a punch. 
Yeah. Um, which can activate things or punch through walls. Okay. Um, there's, yeah, you, you get, what's cool is that the, the mechanical hand that you get becomes kind of like the tool set like you'd have in Zelda. Like, you get an upgrade, for example, to mix a hand, um, put a shield out in front of you. That's cool. Like, just, you know, panels from the hand yeah. to make a shield. And I think there's like a hook shot type thing later. Huh. Um, so, like, the, it does the uh, upgrades and the, the special weapons in a really cool way. Huh. And the game looks really good. I really like the color and the, uh, the camera's very fixed, um, but that allows them to make the scenery look really cool and things open up and you see the depth in the world. There's things moving up and down vertically, like when you unlock them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've had probably about an hour total playtime. Nice. Um, and I, it, it's, yes, it's living up to answer your question. Yes, Sweet. it's living up to my expectations. Good. So before and after though, I was playing another game, which is actually a really good game for someone in my situation who has a limited amount of playtime. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't want a lot of bullshit, just wants to get in, have some fun. Kill some in. dicks. Right. So I'm talking about Bulletstorm with the full clip edition. And I played Bulletstorm on PlayStation 3 several years ago. And I had a good time with it. Um, this is like just, you know, slightly updated graphics and the addition of being able to play as Duke Nukem. That's really fucking cool. Um, which I'm not actually because I'm actually tired of his same catchphrases over and over. Come on! You can play it that way. Did you uh, get a code for this or did you buy it? I bought it and it came with the code from uh, Gamefly. Still in the oh, box. Nice. That's cool. Uh, no one had used it. Sweet. So, 15 bucks from Gamefly. Damn. Yeah. Um, so, it's big, dumb, and loud, and I'm wearing today um, my... Uh, Battleborn t-shirt? Battleborn t-shirt, which is from Gearbox, on purpose, because this is like more ba- uh, Gearbox in their heyday. Like, I feel like Gearbox has kind of lost their way a little bit with... <laughs> with buying, with paying a lot of money to get Duke Nukem, with... Battleborn. Like, this is back in the day when... They didn't do jack shit with Duke Nukem. That's the stupidest thing. Right. Well, this is back when they were... They had their game on. They were making, um... Borderlands 2, uh, Bulletstorm, which I think is a... Okay. Back to Bulletstorm. It's big, dumb, loud, and stupid. But it's also smart. Um, like, the levels are just straight up. There's... There's places where they're widen out a little bit, but you're on a very linear course... But what that allows them to do is have really cool set pieces. Yeah. Kind of like Uncharted in a way, where yeah. like, like shit's falling down. Mm-hmm. Because you're not, instead of making a wide open field like a Call of Duty game, it's a, it's definitely a corridor yeah. experience. Um, but that allows you to set, you know, how much combat you want at a time, how many enemies are coming at you. Now let's talk about the enemies. Okay. This is cool. So, not you can shoot enemies in the face. That's fine. But you also have a kick button. And when you kick them, they fly in slow motion, and you can shoot them full of holes, you can shoot them with the dick, you can shoot them in the ass, and you get points for that. Nice. You can um, kick them into electrical panels when they get electrocuted, <laughs> more points for that. Uh, cactus, like you can do all sorts of, you can kick Funny them. ways to kill them, get you more points. Right. Then you get this uh, leash, they call it. It's basically like a sub-zero get over here, like thing. Yeah. It's this glowing thing that goes out like, I don't know, 50 feet grabs people towards you, again in slow motion, and you can either shoot them on the way towards you, or you can kick them when they get you. <laughs> like, you can juggle them, like, all over the place. Like, That's fucking hilarious. You can kick someone in mid-air, like, if they're going this way, you can kick them that way, until they go off a cliff. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Um, so half the fun of the game is not shooting enemies, but just, like... Kicking them. 
moving them, yeah, just all over the floor. That's hilarious. It's awesome. The other thing I want to mention about Bulletstorm, it has the craziest swearing in a game I've seen in a long time. Like, it swears a lot, and it swears in weird ways. So I went ahead and made a little... Uh, short video? Short video, clip compilation of some of the funny swears. Oh my god. I'm going to go ahead and put it in here. Yeah. Alright, enjoy my uh, clip from Bulletstorm. You okay? Alive. I know my ass cheeks had bones that could be broken. It's Clyde. This thing is holding on by an ass hair. Help us get an evac off world! Yeah! Go fuck yourself! You shit piles give chase, I will kill your dicks! What? What does that even mean? You're gonna kill my dick? I'll kill your dick! How about that, huh? Speaking of dick killing parties. Son of a dick! They got more vultures! We've got more bullets! It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of gum. I don't know if I should be offended or. Yeah. If I should just laugh at the people when they say this type of shit to me. I, yeah, it's pretty hilarious. So, I probably played about 45 minutes of Bullstorm, but that was like every minute I played was like satisfying. Nice. So you shoot people in the face, hearing about killing dicks, like pushing someone into a cactus. It's just. Kick yeah. him off a cliff. Yeah. Like, my, da my daughter came by and my dad was like, what are you playing? <laughs> Never mind, go back to your room. Go back to your room, get out of here, I'm, I'm killing dicks. So, I, I can strongly recommend both of those games. Um, we never did get around to playing our interview from Hob. No, we didn't. Should we do that? Um, sure, let's put that right here. Okay. Since you I'm Wonder Russell of Runic Games. I basically run all the marketing for Runic Games. I'm one of the founding members. When it comes to Hob, I play the game and play the game with people, demo for the press, demo for other people, awesome. you know, run the trade shows, spread the good news. All the YouTube videos and dev diaries and behind the scenes and content that we put out or try to put, you know, try to get in front of people. I'd say some things have changed in the way that we have approached the world shifting mechanics, uh, but that's more from the very when we first announced. Since you guys saw it at last year, it hasn't changed that much, apart from just having more content, more polish, um, you know, better fixes for so that everything you touch hopefully feels better and more intuitive. Uh, and, I, and I think it'll make more sense to like the demos that we had last year, like Electric was pretty linear and Forest was a lot more exploration and people tended to either be the type of player that wanted to go around and be a completionist and find all the little hidden things and then they would take a lot longer to play Forest and some people would just like zoom through. And so I think it'll make more sense when you sit down and play the game. There are definitely some changes like this. The World Machine originally was called Prison and had a different purpose, but that's going back to 
probably our proof of concept when we were, when we were just did the first demo when we announced Hob was 2015. So, uh, and that demo was um, isn't really in the game anymore. Although we've used, we it's kind of like been absorbed into what the game is now. So I'd say that's probably the biggest change. Like there are some things that you will still see, like like the giant titan that you run all around on, like that's in there, and you know, and how the sprites interact, and some of the monsters are in there. Um, no sprites in this area, but they're intended, they're hiding in the forest. They're actually sentient plants. Yeah, and they help things grow, and uh, they have a culture and their own language. You see more and more about it, yeah. Well, there's some story beats that we have purposefully not talked about so people get to see them and interact with the sprites in a, in a really special way. And, and hopefully I like have some interesting theories along the way about who the character is and why why everything is the way it is. It kind of all ties in. And it kind of, you have to play pretty much to the end too. And the more you explore, I'd say the more well-rounded your theories will be because it is environmental storytelling that's pretty subtle. Um, especially if you're doing a speed run, you're not gonna you're not gonna have any sense of like you're probably gonna be like what the hell happened at the end of the game. <laughs> but if you you know take the time to find the secret rooms that have we call them the lore rooms, you know you're, you'll you'll learn more about the world. Um, we want you to see that things are unfinished um, and have your own theories on was this abandoned or what or is the civilization or did the civilization just fall into disrepair you see um, competing life forms you see like that purple rogue life is uh, and you'll see that more and more like taking over uh, land masses and even animals and uh, so what belongs here and what doesn't belong here how do you know that like the you know is it is it the sprites world is it your world is the constructs world is it the rogue life and hopefully you know you will be able to form theories on those the world definitely responds to you in a different way than it responds to everything else everything is locked in a struggle for survival your character has agency so you can there are there are things that you can do you're changing the world you're affecting it and you're kind of seeing what those what what is the ripple effect of your playthrough as you go everyone's working really hard one of our level designers rick left somewhere around 9 30 10 last night and he all i saw was he just tweeted a gif of like a guy walking in the front door and falling face first and i was like yep that's and yeah and it's so sorry rick it's only wednesday but it's always exciting and terrifying when you get this close because there's still so much to do but it's also more finished than it ever has been and you can see changes every day you know and it's, everything is so fast and but also so critical with the time pressure because we've had to find a different audience i'm seeing a lot more uh people getting really excited i was just we released this last dev diary it was about combat and traversal and hob and i went to look at the um, PlayStation put theirs out too on their own YouTube channel and I went and I read all the comments today, which you should never do. And I was incredibly pleasantly surprised. There was not one negative comment. Since you didn't pound me games. Yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah, two man. clips from me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim, go Tim. I mean, I did the interview, sort of. So. Yeah, you did. I we had, to, we had to cut you me. out, Yay. unfortunately, with the audio Yay. issue. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You ready for some tech talk? I never Tech talk, tech talk. Alright, let's do some Damn. tech talk. Let's do some shitty tech talk. Alright, so last week I bought a toilet. It's pretty exciting. It, it was exciting because my kids kept crapping. Um, That's what they do. That's what they do. Um, You're supposed to do that too, by the way. 
crap or flush? Both. Um, so, I spent a lot of money, got this toilet. It's the Gerber Avalanche. And I'm really confused because I'm not seeing what I'm trying to see. Um, so I got a video for you here since we're putting everything in. Okay. This is someone putting in a giant bucket of water balloons into a Gerber Avalanche. And let's see what happens. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, go. As you can see, we've got approximately 4,600 grams that we are attempting to flush down uh, an Avalanche 1.28 toilet. See that almost fills the bowl. Here we go. Voila! Gone. Love that. Like, if it can handle that many water blues, it can handle my giant burrito dookie, I think. So, kids have no freaking excuse now, except they still don't freaking flush sometimes. It pisses me off. What? Why don't kids flush? I don't know. It's like they're genetically wired not to. I never not flushed. I, I don't know what to tell you. Fucking not flushing is disgusting. Kids flush the goddamn toilet. No kidding. Alright, so I had notes about my toilet. Basically it's really strong. It's got a dual, it's got, it's engineered smartly so that like certain areas are narrow, certain areas are wider. So it directs the jet. Okay. It's, it's not a power assisted like when you go to a store and you hear that giant whoosh yeah. that's because there's like a pump actually pushing water this is still a gravity toilet but it's engineered really well and there's a dual inlet so water's coming in from two directions okay not just and one it's, and it's narrow there and it's wider down below it's engineered to get your shit gone basically gotcha it's what my plumber told me is in his house and so far I'm very happy with it so basically, cops come knock, and you can store all your crack in there and flush it. It's fine. Right. Because what he told me was that it wasn't that my toilet was blocked. It was that my home my uh, home builder basically gave us the shittiest, cheapest toilet he could find. And didn't have any pressure. Gotcha. So that's why my kids' toilet was backing up all the time. And they're probably using too much toilet paper, but yeah. So, have you had any backup since? No. <laughs> it pushed all that shit out of the pipes. Shit's gone. Shit's gone. Your septic sucks now, but... I don't have septic. Oh, you don't? New sewer. Oh, nice. It's new development. I don't think anything past the late 90s around this area gets septic. You have to get hooked into sewer. Mm. Like, your house was a bit older. Yeah, it was a 60. Yeah. So, like, all going forward, you have to be hooked into sewer. Gotcha. So, yeah. Shit's not my problem anymore. Yep. Sounds good. Ready for a, a break and some tasty treats? Yeah, sounds good. Let's uh, dedicate this break to all the lovely ladies. We'll be right back. A girl, let's call her Kay She's the kind of girl you think about night and day I love to see her lounging in her lingerie The only problem is she lives so far away Another little hitch in my story to tell She's got an old man who don't treat her so well In my mind it's a crime, she don't get due respect But I got some love, I like to inject inside In the morning with a night shirt on, living free Hanging out really turns me on And we are back, Tasty Treats Neither one of us have it in hand Shit. In hand now. Alright, Tim, what are we drinking this week? Well, Zach, 
It's, I just want to make sure the door is shut. It's shut. It's peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut it's butter it's jelly it's time. Peanut butter with the baseball bat. Um, so this is a collaboration between two of our favorite uh, local bottle shops. Mm -hmm. You've been to Ben's, right? No. Oh my gosh, you need to go to Ben's. Ben's cool. Northwest Liquid Gold and That's my favorite one. Ben's Bottle Shop is a little bit further away, but they're cool. Um, they collaborated with uh, Heavy Metal Brewing and made uh, Lunchbox PB&J uh, Stout. Mm. So it's a peanut butter and jelly stout. It has Tastes really good. your traditional stout like malts, but it also has peanut butter oil and grape juice in there for the flavor of peanut butter and jelly. It's very good. The peanut definitely comes through. The jelly doesn't really come through a whole time, but a little bit of a sweetness. It's there if you look for it. You, yeah. have to, you have to kind of look for it. I think they're probably smart enough to make that overpowering because that would probably be gross. Probably. So it's good. That's great beer. This is definitely novelty, but we've gotten through the growler pretty pretty quickly. So it's it's not terrible. It's definitely um, it's entertaining. So that's our tasty treat. You all are not going to be able to find that anywhere that you listen yeah, to us. Yeah, sorry about that. This is hyper-local. Sorry. Um, but hey, maybe uh, talk to your local brewer and, and put a bug in there to make it for you. Be like, hey guys, I need some PB and J, bitches. Bitches. All right. What? Oh, are we gonna kick it? Are you ready to kick it? Let's kick it. Let's kick it. All right, Zach. Do you like? Uh... Nope. Okay. You didn't know what it was? Nope. You don't like samurai? Uh, samurai what? Just samurai. Okay, sure, why not? I like samurai. Samurais are badass. Um, do you like puppets? I mean, sex puppets? Just puppets in general. Oh, I guess. Let me see if I can make this up. I can't do it, Zach. Um, so trying to follow this link and it's not working. My kick it is called The Haunted Swordsman. That's right. Guess I'll have to look it up on my phone. So let's let the um creator talk about it first and then we'll talk about it. Kickstarter, Kevin McTurk here, creature effects artist, model maker, and puppet filmmaker. And I hope you enjoy my latest ghost story puppet epic, The Haunted Swordsman. Thanks. Feudal Japan, a time of shoguns and samurai, of forgotten tombs and cursed forests and of demons and ghosts. This is the world of the haunted swordsman. A lone samurai seeking revenge for the murder of his shogun traverses this landscape of mythological creatures and legends. His only guide on this blood-soaked journey, a cursed severed head, offers to help the samurai on his quest for revenge. 
The samurai's odyssey will lead him and his strange traveling companion into a world of monsters of Eastern folklore, where he will confront his greatest challenge, facing and destroying the demon overlord bent on plunging the world into eternal darkness. We had the great pleasure of having Kevin work with us for many years on multiple projects, whether it be model making on King Kong or wearing uh, suit characters on black sheep, whether he was puppeteering or puppet building, Kevin was constantly able to throw himself at any task that we gave him. It's so evident, uh, you'd only have to look at uh, the narrative of Victor Carlock and, uh, and the mill at Calder's End to understand that this is a unique filmmaker. Kevin has chosen to develop his own specific style, drawing on traditional rod-controlled uh, puppet techniques and uh, enchanting them with this beautiful movement, the cinematography, to create these extraordinary films. And to me, there's no doubt that Kevin's work uh, stands alone and has a very important part in uh, filmmaking law in America. Well, I'm a big fan of Kevin McTurk's work, and I would love to see a whole series of films get made like this. The last two were so stunning and so original that, you know, it, I want to see how his work progresses. And I also think going into this world of samurai and, and Japanese mythology is kind of taking it to a new level. My father was always interested in supporting puppeteers and puppet artists who did work that was different from his own. And he was particularly interested in people that were doing adult puppetry. I think that Kevin's work is kind of the ultimate puppets on film work because of the role of the light and the cinematography and you're, he isn't simply coming up with a puppet show and then shooting that puppet show but everything that he's done is designed for the camera and for the lighting and none of it, it wouldn't exist outside of the medium of film so it's a great puppetry on film experience. The first chapter of The Haunted Swordsman, The Sword of Whispering Death, will be a standalone tale. However, with each Kickstarter stretch goal that is reached, a new continuing chapter in the epic tale will be unlocked and will be able to be filmed. These short films will utilize the same innovative techniques established in The Mill at Calder's End. 36-inch tall puppets, full-sized creature actors, animatronics, miniature photography, and traditional in-camera special effects. For The Haunted Swordsman, director Kevin McTurk will once again bring together his team of professional puppeteers, camera and lighting technicians, top creature effects artists, amazing voice talent, and phenomenal sound designers and musicians to create a visually captivating tale of revenge, honor, love, and betrayal. Thanks again for checking out the video. As you can see, we've accomplished a lot in the last six months, but we have a long way to go. I hope you'll join me on this crazy adventure, and I hope I can bring The Haunted Swordsman to a theater near you. Thanks. Hi, this is Christopher Lloyd. I gotta tell you, if you like handcrafted puppet films, as I do, having, having done one, I hope I get to do another, their next puppet film, The Haunted Swordsman. You gotta, you gotta see it. Trust me. It's pretty so, haunted. Handcrafted epic puppet film.
Okay. Lone Samurai and his odd companion, a cursed severed head. Now you're on board, right? I'm on board. Seek vengeance in a haunted world. So, these puppets, like, look really lifelike. Like I thought it was a movie. Yeah, it it's uh, it's it's kind of that uncanny valley where it almost looks real. Yeah. Um, and I like the the thematic stuff. I like the, the samurai, the mm-hmm. severed head. Obviously, reminds me of that game I was playing a while back that I need to go back and finish. Which game was that? Um, can't remember the title because it is beer. The uh, that one where she's schizophrenic. Oh, um, Hellblade. Hellblade. Yes, thank you. I think so. Anyways. Um, there's definitely some similar themes going on, although it's Celtic versus Samurai, but yeah. whatever. Same look, thing. Look at the detail on this, on this puppet. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. All right, so let's talk backing levels. Um, these guys need some help. So as you hear this, there'll be a couple days left. Okay. As we're recording, there's nine days to go. Um, and they are asking for 120000 which is fairly modest for a, a short film. And they've got 80000 so far with 745 So... Um, let's talk about backing levels. There's, of course, the $5, like, thank you. You don't really get anything. Um, for $9, you get this guy. that's $5 for a thank you. Right. Should well, be a dollar. Well, Just saying. You get maybe get a lot more if you had a dollar. I mean, there's strategies both ways. $9 gets you the guy's previous film, which is called The Mill at Calder's End. And uh, it won some awards at Seattle and International Film Festival. Nice. $20 gets you the film. Digital download okay. later on. And there's some, a whole bunch of mid-level... Um, so I'm not a big indie guy. Is that pretty standard pricing for an indie film? For $20? Yeah. It's a bit on the high end. I was going to say. Cause a little like, bit. Almost triple A But you got to understand, it's a very high production cost. It is. Yeah. Like, He's making all the puppets. Like high detailed puppets, yeah. too. Not not paper cutouts. Like if you look at, uh, I think it's called Leica, the um, production company that did... Um, the uh, Box Trolls and mm-hmm. um, that really cool movie, the... Caroline? Yes, and then their more recent one that was also samurai-related in a way with the origami... I don't know, I'm... Oh, crap, I'll look it up later. Okay. Um, I'll show you. Um, so going up to the highest tier... Scrolling quite a bit. There's some 400... Like any, any $100 level you want to spend, 100 200 there's something, everything, all the way up to... There's something for you! Ten thousand dollars. There's two ten thousand dollar level oh, ones. Oh Jesus Christ! You can be a voice in the haunted world. And they'll cast you as one of the creatures. You can pay to have or, your voice. This is cool. I mean, it's not ten thousand dollars cool, but it's cool. You can own a creature from the haunted world. That's cool. You get one of those really fully painted. Like after they're done, you get one of the creatures. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. It's not ten grand cool, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, I hope it gets funded. I want to see this film. Like, I will pay 15 or $20 later if it gets made. I haven't decided if I want to back it yet. Um, but I like it. I think it's really cool. If you don't back it, maybe they won't make it, Tim. That's true, and I'll be guilty for the rest of my life. Um, I think this is one of those projects that really justifies Kickstarter, because it, it it's a kind of project that would be hard to get funding through traditional... It's, it's, it is an indie film kind of situation. Yeah. It's hard to find backing for that kind of project. It's a really cool project, but yeah, finding funding without the crowdfunding source would be very difficult. So. Very difficult. So yeah, good use of Kickstarter. Sounds good. What do you got? Team, we go to a lot of like gaming festivals. Yeah, we do. We go to like a lot of random shit where there's a lot of people with a lot of germs. Yeah. There's Pax Pox. There is Pax Pox. 
What would you say if I had the world's smallest and most powerful UVC LED sterilizer? I think that'd be pretty cool. Welcome, clean tea. Clean what? Clean tea. Clean tea? Yeah, clean T-Y. Clean tea? Clean tie? Clenty. Clenty? That's an awkward name. It is. All right, so I'm going to let them say it. How bacteria-full are we? How about our surroundings? Any allergies, common cold, or skin problems? Sometimes what we can't see scares us more. Why tolerate these bacteria and germs around you any longer? Introducing Clean Tea. Kill bacteria, germs, and contaminants in seconds with the stroke of light. In our version one, Clean Tea was recognized and loved as the first portable LED sterilizer with beautiful industrial design and functionality combined. Today, we reintroduce the Clean Tea world to you with Clean Tea version 2. A better, faster, and more affordable Clean Tea. Clean Tea is upgraded with a new UVC LED to increase the sterilizing effectiveness by 200%. And a longer battery life so you can take it on the go and continue to sterilize your surroundings all day long. Transform any unfamiliar destination into a safe environment. Just click and clean anytime, anywhere. Clean Tea will keep you safe wherever life takes you. With a built-in timer, you can click it and leave the scene. It will automatically shut off when the surroundings and your belongings are bacteria-free. Click it, throw it, and forget it. Help back us today. Create your Clean Tea world. So as you guys just heard, uh, our surroundings are dirty and dangerous, and it's dangerous to go alone. So take the clean tea and kill bacteria and germs anytime, anywhere, so in a like, second. You just like shine this thing on the Yeah, it's just like UV light, and kills a son of a bitch, and everybody's like, oh no, run! And they run away, and the germs go away. Kills it in 10 seconds, um, it's two point, or 29 grams, 99.9% um, .9 kills bacteria. It's been seen on Digital Trends, Trend Hunter. Um, no matter how often you wash your hands, they always win. Cleaning bacteria after they attack you is just falling up motion. Um, trying to go to the backing levels. Hold on, guys. Last year we launched Clean TV One, got a lot of love. Clean TV Two is going to be 29 grams, um, about the actually the same exact size. Um, but it puts out 0.6 more milliwatts of LED outlet. Um, it has a timer and it comes in black and white. I'm trying to use it basically on all the things you like use, like wipes on like your door handles, everything like that. It'll kill so it's it using like Clorox wipes. You can use this. Okay, just kill everything. Yep. Um, $59 gets you one of them. Okay. It's going to retail for $99. Whoa. 109 gets you two. Okay. Um, there's eight left of those. Right. Um, and for a thousand dollars, you can get 20 clean teas and just turn them on and just sterilize your entire house. I'd make like a fallout suit out of them. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So. Cool. Yeah. Clean tea. Clean tea. Clean tea. Clean tea. <laughs> you have some game news? Sure. Let's do some game news. Alright, so news, news. It's a game news. this Friday the SNES Classic comes out. Woo -woo. And before that we had the NES the NES NES Classic. Uh-huh. 
Well, Atari wants to get in on this action. Mm, Jesus. I thought they were dead. Kind of. They were bought out by some other company. So, Atari, one of the world's most recognized publishers and producers of entertainment, today released new information about Atari Box. A product... Are they really one of the most? They were. I was going to say they were by our generation. Um, This launch signals a return by Atari to creating its own hardware and a broad ecosystem of accessories and content. So, since they announced the Atari Box, they did announce it a while ago, but they didn't give very much details. Okay. Um, Since they announced it three months ago, they have received 90 grand registrations on AtariBox.com. So, the Atari Box has a unique modern design influenced by iconic Atari products such as the Atari 2600. Technology, so it's got like a wood paneled exterior, like the old Atari 2600. Okay. Okay, inside it's powered by an 80 AMD customized processor with Radeon Graphics technology. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, it will offer games and more, bringing a full PC experience to the TV. They want this hooked up in your living room to bring include streaming, applications, social browsing, and music. Atari Box will run a Linux OS with a user interface customized oh, for the TV. Atari Box will launch with a large back catalog of Atari Classic games. And the, this thing will be hacked in five seconds. Well, it's going to... If they're smart, they'll launch it cheap enough that it, it just won't be worth it, really. But here's the interesting thing. A current titles from a range of studios. So, modern games as well. So this is going to be somewhat of a... Liber- like Stardew Valley! Probably. I'm really curious to see what developers are on board and what games will be offered. Um, Zelda, Breath of the Wild, on the Atari. This this sentence is interesting. Given the open nature of the OS, players will also be able to access and play compatible games from other content platforms. Yeah, Steam. Steam is on Linux. No, no. Let me translate that for you. It will run emulators. Oh yeah, it'll do that too. That's what that sentence is. They didn't want to say that. Yeah, that's Let me read the sentence to you again. And listen with what, what I said in mind. Given the open nature of the OS, players will also be able to access and play compatible games from other content platforms. You can pirate shit on our system, guys! It's yeah. totally cool! And I just spilled beer all over myself. Holy fuck. Help. Um, I, I got really excited. You. I need a towel. Um, I got excited right about Atari Box, you guys. I have, this is the first time I've spilled beer on our show. <laughs> uh, hold my beer. Luckily, I have a shitload of paper towels right in front of you. Sorry about pillow. I think it's mostly on my crotch, fortunately. I'm thinking so. Hopefully beer Crotch, episode 160. Oh, that's a good name. Beer Crotch? Yeah. Um, can you pull up the next news? Yeah. Once I'm done holding I, your beer. While I wipe my dick. <laughs> Let me see how bad it is on your couch, Justin. Well, it's a little bit. It's all right. Talk about it. Alright guys, one man's journey from welfare to world's hottest video game. Bloomberg.com says, three years ago, Brendan Green was on welfare in his hometown of Kindle Care, Ireland, getting an earful from social workers about how we should stop wasting time developing free computer games. They were telling me, hey, look dude, look for jobs, and you'll or you'll be cut off. And Green's like, uh, I just said kind of like ignore them. Good call that he has been crafted... Uh, crafted in those days led to what is known the hottest video game y- in years since Players Unknown Battlegrounds. PUBG. Yeah. So, has sold 13 million copies, shattering PC gaming records and su- surpassing bestsellers like Grand Theft Auto V, Dota 2, and numbers of users 
Giants from Sony Corp to Tencent Holdings Ltd. are clamoring for rights to put the title on consoles and mobile devices. It uh, He goes on later to say, It really felt like the universe was looking out for me, says Green. Now he's 41. He teamed up with South Korean game developer called Blue Hole Inc. to create PUBG, which is like a digital version of the Hunger Games. Um, so if you guys haven't heard about PUBG or players like, where have you been first yeah, of all for exactly you. if you're listening to this and if you still don't know what the hell it is it's basically like a hundred person free for all mm-hmm. so uh, literally just like um, the Hunger Games um, the little known company now is worth a net worth of 5.2 trillion uh, won whatever the hell that means Equivalates out to four point six billion, up five percent in just three months, or up fivefold in just three months, according to thirty eight communications. While keeping track of unlisted Korean stocks, its founder Chang Byung Chong owns twenty percent of the company, nearly making him a billionaire, at least on paper. That's crazy, and this yep. guy was like based almost homeless. He was fucking homeless, yeah. I don't think anyone in this industry was expecting this, says Piers Harding Rolls, head of game research at IHS Market. Okay, so let's talk about Players Unknown Battlegrounds, which is one of the worst titles. It is. But it's hugely successful. So successful. I need to play this game. You really do. I it was on Green Man Gaming for 20% off, and I still didn't buy it. God damn it, Zach. You would like this, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty positive. So, um, yeah... So everyone's kind of copying them. There's going to be a bunch of copycat games. I think the first major ones come out now. So Fortnite, which is kind of like what happens if you combine... Which, by the way, my, Fortnite my... is made by Epic Games. Okay. Which also is a creator of, or owns rights to Unreal um, software. Okay. Game development software. Okay. Which is the partner for PUBG. Okay. So, they... In a roundabout way, are partners. So Fortnite has their own game where you basically craft like fortifications and then monsters attack you. Exactly, aliens. That's the main game. But they created this special mode called Battle Royale, which is released free. Yep. Um, on a PlayStation and PC, or just PlayStation. And it's on PC also. Um, which is pretty much a ripoff. And they've said it is. They've actually used... They, they use that word like... They yeah, have used... Do you like tell players on another battleground? Yeah. Try Fortnite Battle Royale. Exactly. Um, and the that company that you just mentioned, the Blue Hole or whatever? Yeah. They're not happy with that. No, they're not happy at all. Um, they they responded and... I think that the where they, they shouldn't have gone is threatening lawsuit on the people that are licensing them their engine that they could pull at any point. Damn, that's pretty cold. Yeah. So they're having a little pissing match. Yeah, major pissing match. <laughs> but I really think that like within the next year and a half, we're gonna be the market's gonna be flooded with games. We're gonna like see this. a ton of these games. Yeah. So, yay. I hate that when one, one successful thing happens, that's what everybody spends their development budget on for the next... I can't two. wait to see what my climbing meter is in the next Halo franchise game. Climbing meter? Yeah, from Breath of the Wild. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. That'd be funny. I don't know. You think people are going to copy Breath of the Wild? I don't think so. Okay. I think that was a one-shot. I think so. 
So I think Nintendo might copy Breath of the Wild, but do you think they'll pull like an Ocarina to uh, Majora's Mask? Majora's thing? Mask thing? Possibly. Like a weird yeah. second Zelda. Like, oh my god, guys, the game isn't over yet. We're using this weird time warp. Yeah. I'd still buy it. <laughs> so would I. Um, so our last story is. Um, remember 11 months ago when we talked about the voice actor strike? Yeah. They finally resolved it. 11 months later. They came to a proposal. A proposal. They haven't been signed off yet. Alright, video game voice actors represented by Hollywood's biggest acting unit have reached a deal, a deal, to end an 11th month, 11 month boycott against game companies, paving the way for actors to return to gaming roles with an agreement that makes progress on the benefits they sought. This is brought to us by Polygon.com, by the way. The Screen Actors Guild, um, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, that's SAG-AFTRA, reached a tentative agreement early Saturday morning with 11 video game companies that it was striking against. Affected publishers include Activision, Electronic Arts, Take-Two, Warner Brothers, and many others. Um, so, yeah, the boycott began October 21st, 2016. So, I think I heard on another gaming podcast, I can't remember the name of which one I heard this on, um... But this didn't affect all gaming studios, not all major gaming studios, and some of the voice actors that were already in production um, on some upcoming games, the studios that were affected stopped production, and the actors, since it took so long, got annoyed with SAG-AFTRA and cut their ties and went back to work. Oh, wow. And just said, yeah, and just said, fuck it, and said it wasn't worth their time because they couldn't afford to be off all this time. Yeah. They need, I mean, they, this is almost a year. contract employees that need, like, day-to-day work. Yeah. They can't afford to wait 11 months. No. So, um, I'm kind of wondering if maybe the deal wasn't as good and they were starting to lose a lot of their middle class and possibly some of their upper class voice actors. This is kind of funny. Um, the gaming industry's emphasis on secrecy, which is not necessarily unreasonable considering how many times voice actors have leaked the existence of unannounced titles, often puts voice actors in unfavorable positions because they aren't given enough information before signing on to a project. Seg after cited stories of actors being used asked to voice sex scenes or dialogue with racial slurs without agreeing to the material beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I need you to moan like you're getting drilled by a giant dick sack. <laughs> You're like, but I've already paid you $75, Zach. Yeah. I need you to moan like you're being drilled like a giant, giant dick. And by the way, it's by an alien with a big green tentacle. Okay, now I'm on board. Yeah, okay, we're good with this. We're good with this. I, you didn't say that part. I'm yeah. now I'm fine. So, it's a very complicated issue, but there's a tentative agreement after 11 freaking months. Oh, my God. All right, moving on to game releases. All right, guys. Tuesday, September 26th, which was yesterday. Yes, it was. Dang and Rompa. Oh my god, you said it right. I know, right? Killing Harmony. I'm practicing in my head for the past half hour. PC, PS4, Vita, Fallout 4, Game of the Year Edition, which is crazy. I think it's only been a year since the game came out. I guess so. PC, PS4, Xbox One. I think it's been a lot longer than a year, but okay. SteamWorld Dig 2, PS4, Vita with Crossbuy, Batman, the Enemy Within, Episode 2. PC, PS4, Xbox One. Is that the Batman from Telltale 2 or Telltale Games? Okay. Um, Halo Wars 2 Awakening, the Nightmare Expansion. PC, Xbox One. Sadly, not on PS4. Nio, Neo, Bloodsheds, and DLC, PS4. Blue Reflection, PC, PS4. 
DWVR. Downright White Guy VR, is that what that is? I have no fucking clue. Okay, that's for PSVR. Eventide 2, The Sorcerer's Mirror, PC, or PS4, sorry. Uh, Fragments of Him. I don't want to play Fragments of Her. PS4. Hob. PC, PS4. Boop, 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 boop. And we need to stop right there. That's all that really matters. That's all you need really this yep. week. Koi, PS4. Light Tracer, PS4. Light Field, PS4. There's a lot of light shit coming to the PS4. I covered Light Tracer in our um, packs, so... Oh, nice. Like, yep. Mecho Tales, uh, PS4. Pinball FX3, PS4. Runer, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Raid War, World War Two. What the? World mm. War... Yep, World War Two, PC. Senran Kagura, Peach Beach... Splash, which I believe is over at the Bunsmashers.com guys, PS4. I think I got that right too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, fuck you, Q, I can do this shit. Sign Mora X Switch. Splasher, PS4, which is almost like the Flasher, but it's it's in water, so it's the Splasher. Gets really excited and they splashes everything. Yep. Voltron VR Chronicles, PSVR. Vrog, PS4. Vrog. Or PSVR, sorry, not PS4. Uh, September 27th, Arcade Archives, Mario Bros. Switch. Okay, let's pause there for a minute. So, we don't still officially have a virtual console on nope. Switch. Nope. But they are releasing the original Mario Brothers. That's just the one where it's one screen, you jump mm-hmm. up and down, you hit the power switch, you knock turtles from below, there's yep. two pipes at the top. Yep. How much do you think that is? 19.99. No. But. Close? Kind of. How much? 14 back up. How much do you think it should be? Three ninety nine. I would say one ninety nine. I would say three ninety nine. Okay, it's eight dollars. That's too much. It, it really That's is. That's way too much. It's a very simple game. It should not be. It, okay, it absolutely should not be above five dollars. No, I would pay three ninety nine for it. It shouldn't. There's no. There is no universe where it should be above five dollars. No, actually, for the original one, I'd play. I no, I'd pay two ninety nine for it. Then we get the Super Mario World. I'd pay like five ninety nine. Well, that's a whole different proposition. We're talking single screen. It is multiplayer, so you can play with your buddy. But it's like, it's like an '80s arcade game. Yeah. It should be five bucks or really should be eight bucks. All right. Summon Night Six, which means they made they've summoned the night five other fucking times. Keep summoning this night. I don't know what to do. Lost Borders. Uh, By the way, that's Summon Night Six. The Lost Borders. PS4 Vita. September 28th, Total War Warhammer 2 PC. God, there's a shitload of Warhammer stuff. Conga Master Party Switch. Okay. Firefighters, Airport Fire Department, <laughs> PS4. <laughs> what the fuck? Fort know. Defense, which is like a Fortnite knockoff, PS4. Hi, oh, uh, Battle Roy Ill is coming to uh, Fort Defense here pretty soon, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Hive Jump, Wii U, Wii U. Mahjong World Contest, Mahjong, Mahjong uh, World Contest, PS4, Ninja Show Showdown, PS4, mm-hmm. Outcast, Second Contact, PS4, Picross S Switch, September 29th, Nintendo SNES Classic Mini Console Launch, mm-hmm. FIFA 18, PS. For PC, Switch, Xbox One, Cuphead, PC, Xbox One. People have been waiting for Cuphead. I so. played that. Cool. Yeah. 
uh, One Piece Unlimited World Red Deluxe Edition Switch, Yokai Watch 2 Psychic Spectres, 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 3DS, Gundam vs. PS4, The Girl and the Robot Deluxe Edition Vibrator. It does sound like a porno, doesn't it? It does. PS4. Pharaonic Deluxe Edition. <laughs> Is that right? Phallic. I'm just... No, you said it right, okay. but that's a weird word. Fair, what, really fucked I don't know word. what Pharaonic is. That's not a word I've ever seen before. <clears throat> PS4, Xbox One. It looks especially fun next to the girl and the robot. Yeah, it does. Um, anyways, guys, that's this week's podcast. Episode 160, In the Books, On the Couch, and a Wet Lap, On His Dick. Yeah. Don't forget to check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast. Um, YouTube.com forward slash plug and play game where you, where you can watch Tim get his dick wet. <laughs> Until next week, don't forget to prime and shine.